With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about how steamy it is, but yeah. <laughs> Had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, this is your host, Soy, welcoming you to the cafe today, and I am excited. I'm ready to get my rap on this morning, y'all. I have so much to say. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But before I get started, I want to say to all the dads, granddads, stepdads, foster dads, uncles, cousins, brothers, and friends that have stepped into the role of fatherhood for the sake of the children, God bless you, and happy Father's Day. Enjoy your weekend. We celebrate you. We appreciate you and all that you're doing. Happy Father's Day to the great men. In the past on Coffee Talk with Soy, we've always celebrated and dedicated our shows to topics relating to dads on Father's Day weekend. Let's see, last year we did... Should single moms be celebrated on Father's Day? Wow, that was a heated one. Very controversial topic. We enjoyed that. Probably made a few enemies. But shout out to the moms. We love y'all. We love y'all. You know, I'm a mom. I can relate. I'm a damn good mom. But you know, I don't I'm not a dad. I think that's a whole different element right there. But all in all, it was a good show. Great energy, great topic. Go back and, and listen to that if you haven't heard it. And then we've also done shows that have celebrated dads. We, we did some on the legacy of fathers, and that was really good. We talked about how your relationship with your dad, or lack thereof, is creating a legacy within you and your family. Wow. I talked about my relationship with my dad. As a matter of fact, that show inspired me to call my dad, and we hadn't communicated in years and I'm happy to say that we, we do have a relationship now it, 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 it has grown and blossomed I am with him this weekend I'll be celebrating Father's Day with him and that will be a special moment for us I'll tell you all about it later but then we have people who called into the show and talked about their relationship with their dads as well some spoke that they had a father but the father was home but not really present they didn't really know their dad. They just lived in the in the home together. And then we had others who talked about 
just different relationships they had with their dad. I think one guy spoke, um, his father, you know, worked and um, pretty much paid the bills and that created a legacy for him because he's a provider because of what he saw from his father. But all in all, all of that's great information, great material, great shows. I encourage you to go back and check it out and listen to it. And uh, you may grab something from that that you can take and make a difference in your life or the life of others. But what I think I've come to realize about all the different kinds of dads that we have and the relationships, no matter where you live in the country, there's another big thing popping with our relationship with our fathers and the effect that dads are having on us. I did some research and I learned that there is an epidemic, yes people, an epidemic of fatherless dads. We're going to talk about that epidemic this morning. So you'll hear from me and others as they share their views on this topic. I hope that you gain something from what is shared today and that you take this information and apply it to your lives or send a link to someone else and bless them. How about that? It's always good to be a blessing. So we're talking about the epidemic of fatherless dads and what that means. Fatherless was generally referred to as a time where we all could agree that the father was not present and the child's life. The many they're out of the home. Now the epidemic has expanded and it's no longer about the person not being in the house, but also that the father's in the home but not connected or emotionally disconnected to the children. Meaning some fathers are there but not really there. Or they're there but not a good example due to abuse, drugs, alcoholism, or whatever the situation they're still causing a fatherless environment. Now, I have some material here by a female named Jackie Hill. She's a poet. And she has written, or she prepared some material for her deadbeat dad. Check out the message by Jackie Hill. I read your obituary for breakfast this morning as I sat staring at the biography of your years I couldn't help but to see what was missing the day you were born and the night your brown body became a corpse were the only times I've seen you be selfless in between you lived a musical life one that sounded of an alphabetical orchestra. Your favorite song was the letter U. I was your daughter. They didn't tell the truth in your obituary, Daddy. They left out some things that I want to share. If they haven't already seen the forgotten pieces shivering in my eyes, your eyes are mine. I see you when the mirror decides to hang yourself portrait on my bathroom wall. Why didn't they tell of how much you love playing games, Father? I promise you, you were the best player in hide-and-go-seek that I've ever seen. Tattle telling your little ones that you will come see them tomorrow. Playing double-dutch with our emotions, 
There was a dice game in your eyes, and you died in mine every time my tomorrow became a lucky seven games of peekaboo that only you won at. I quit a long time ago. Why didn't they mention the day that we stood face to face, child to parent, father speaks, I love you, but if you and your siblings never wanted to speak to me again, I wouldn't care. Daughter hears the crackling of fire laughing in her heart. Burning away any force of trust I could ever have for a man. I saw honesty in your eyes at that moment, and it scared the vulnerability out of me. Why didn't they mention how much you love swimming, Father? I would have asked if you could hear the ocean behind my sarcasm. Smell the sandstorm in my skin. I have spent years swallowing every hourglass I can find, attempting to steal back the time that we had that was drowning your selfish shark-infested seas a week before your obituary was written. I received a text from a friend that read, Sorry about your dad. What a comical way to find out that your father is gone. The night that motorcycle flung your soul into eternity. I knew your death wouldn't be too hard to get used to seeing that you were a deadbeat my entire life. So let's start over, Daddy. I will rewrite your obituary for you. Make a metaphor of your life. The daughter that you gave your jeans away to but can never seem to fit inside of your pockets grew up to be a poet. She shreds mites open and makes dead things come to life for a living. Only if you can live twice, you would have been the double entendre I can never write. So let's just write about how good you were to me. How you told me I was beautiful so I didn't have to murder my integrity to resurrect my dying self-esteem. Held your daughter to your chest because she heard your heart split itself into a lifetime of I love you that choked out her addiction to affirmation from other fatherless fiends, daddy. I would tell them how you made me feel worth it so I never had to buy back my soul from bankrupt sheets belonging to little boys that were too poor to purchase my body with a bent in me, daddy. I would chisel into the dashes of your death date how you kept every promise that crawled out of your head and into my memory so it was easy for me to believe that my father in heaven isn't a liar like my daddy on earth. You cannot forget to tell them how you lived to walk your daughter down the aisle, look her husband in the face and say, it is I, her protector, her provider, her father, who gives her to you to do the same. See? Daddy, you have a brand new obituary now. The old one wasn't honest enough. And now, neither is your daughter. Woo! Like, whoa. Am I the only one with chills? She did that. Oh, she did that. What you just heard is the message from a female in a fatherless environment. What you just heard was Jackie describing the effect her father's life or death or and death had on her. Huffington Post, y'all, reports that one in three children live apart from their biological fathers in America. And I started thinking about that. One in three children live apart from their biological fathers in America. I'm like, oh, do I agree with that? Not only was the question that I agree with that or not, but I was curious as to what did the dads have to say about how they could be away from their children? Because as a mom, I know that wildfire couldn't keep me away from my babes, you know. So I'm thinking, like, what could the dad say about why or how he was able to be separated 
from his children. How can he just walk away like that? I mean, we've all heard it. We've all seen it. Dad's like, I love my kids. I love I want to be there. But then they're not. What's in their minds? What's in their hearts that's allowing them to stay away? And are they really okay with that? Really? I found that Oprah and Ayana had a segment where they talked to these dads. And they were actually sharing how it felt and why they walked away. It blew my mind. Check this out. Here it is. I wanted to hear from a father who admits to walking away from his children. Now, he doesn't represent your father, but I wanted to get an idea of what goes on in a man's head when he can walk away. Dwayne in our audience says that's exactly what he did. Where's Dwayne? Dwayne? Yeah. Thank you for being here. And tell us why you left your kids and your wife. Well, the situation was kind of volatile for me a little bit. Um, but the reason I walked away is because at the moment I wasn't the man that I wanted to be for them. And one thing led to another, marijuana, alcohol. I put them on a higher pedestal than I put myself. So at a point I wasn't worthy to be in their life because I wasn't the man that I would want for them. So that's kind of why I stayed away. And, and, and is that true, Roland, would you stand up there? Yes. Is that true in your experience in dealing with so many men that if they can't be what in their minds is the ideal, yes. if they aren't the, quote, perfect dad in their own head, that they just say, well, I'm just going to give it up? Yeah. No, I, I, I see that quite a bit. And as, a fact, as a matter of fact, you know, good fathers, they do three things. They provide, they nurture, and they guide. Yes. Provide, nurture, and guide. And the provide part, a lot of times guys will make that economics. If I can't do the right job, the right, that kind of scheme in the public square, then I can't do anything else. But it's not just about presence with a T, but presence with a C-E. And part of that, frankly, is our culture. We, we, we almost talk about fathers almost solely as providers. That's right. You look at the way the government sort of treats fathers. We have a child support system for dads who aren't married to mom, and then we have the tax code for the rest of us. Yeah. But there aren't really programs that really focus on the other aspects, which is nurturing connecting heart-to-heart -heart with your kids, the emotional well-being of your kids, and guiding, which is instilling values. And I find lots of guys like this, when they do that, they feel like, I, I'm not worthy uh, to be there. Or the kryptonite for men. Yeah. I have found the kryptonite for men is inadequacy. Yeah. If they have any sense or feeling or belief about inadequacy. Yeah. I'm not good enough at this. I can't do that. I won't do it right. Is that accurate? Don't let me talk about you. Like you're not here. Yeah, if I'm not perfect. Well, that's why I was trying. You, you just nailed it. Because I was saying you have this version of yourself as being the perfect person or as perfect as you can be. Well, here's another point. I just asked him a question, which is I, I already knew the answer before I asked it. And I said, what kind of father did you have? My father wasn't there. Yeah. Wasn't you, there. You, you see what I'm saying? So nope. you, you create this script of what this ideal father is supposed to be. And then you try to live up to a script that's not reality. You've been talking about that. And then when you don't, you feel, I'm not worthy, and you pull away. And this yeah. is why I was And you're more up. likely to create the script when you haven't seen what a real father that's is. That's right. Kyle said he wondered why his father could not, why every day he made that choice. And we said he didn't really make the choice. He wasn't thinking. I think what every child wants to know is, were you thinking about me? Were you thinking about your children? Wait a minute. Hold that thought. Sit one second. Come here, Kyle. 
and listen to a dad tell you what he was thinking when he wasn't in his child's life. Talk to him. Come, baby. Talk to him. For me, I as, to say I thought, as a father, as a father, what I thought about, what I thought about, I, I thought about my children every day, and I thought about them consistently. Just because I wasn't there didn't mean I didn't love them. Um, I loved them terribly. I loved them to the point where I had put them on that pedestal and I had to work on me before I could reach them on that pedestal. So maybe your father hasn't reached that moment where he, he's comfortable with who he is in order to be a part of your life. Mm. Um, period. Period. Thank you. Wow, that right there sent me through the roof. I actually learned something listening to that clip. I actually had to watch it over and over again so it can penetrate in my heart and in my mind so that I could try to relate to what these guys were feeling. So can you imagine that? You know, outside of being a dad, I think we all do that to some extent. We create this image of what we should be in life. And when our image don't measure up, some people bail out. Some people work harder, but then some bail out. But that that right there really took me over there. I'm still I'm still processing that. I'm still processing that. So if you have any similar experiences or can shed light on that situation, I'm going to create a dialogue on the Facebook page so we can continue talking about this because I want to learn more about this script that the dads create and walk away. But here's the thing about that though. You know what, y'all? A lot of times, people who've done that are too ashamed to speak on it. And that's the problem we have in America when we're dealing with issues. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to speak on it. So I'm glad to be able to put this out here today. I'm glad that these fathers, I'm proud that they were honest enough and brave enough to share this information so that we all can learn. But if you have information that we can learn from, put it on the talk page. I want to hear more about that. All right, folks, moving on. Now that we know how dads feel, we should probably try to provide a better environment for them, right? Maybe we can do something on our end as moms to kind of help dads who are feeling that they are inadequate. What do we do? I'm going to tell you what we don't do. Here is a classic mother mistake that a lot of moms do when raising sons. I think they begin to overcompensate for dad not being there and try to be a dad. But is that really effective on the sons? For those sons who are without their dads and the moms are trying to make do or overcompensate, as I said, for the lack of the dad being there, is that effective? More to come. Let's check out this another Oprah Yana moment where they're talking to a mom who's making this classic mistake and her son speaks up on that. Oh, this is so powerful. Check it out. Jordan and Caden are Tara's sons. Jordan, when you, how do you feel when your mom tries to teach you about being a man? Tell her. Um... To be completely honest, she can't, mm-hmm. um, because she is a woman. Yeah. Um, she can teach me what I've got, what I've got in my 21 years here. She can teach me how to love. Mm-hmm. 
But only my father can teach me how to be a father. Only my father can teach me how to be a husband. Um, she can't do that. Um, and actually listening and taking in everything that I like just heard, yeah. I've come to the revelation that I spent my whole life trying to not be my father. Yeah. And I, I actually would like to look to you two for advice and you as well, because I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing, but... I spent my whole life trying to not be somebody instead of trying to be somebody. Wow. How that I I can't be that person? Like, I don't Beautiful. know who to be. Beautiful. 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 Mom, take your hands off her. That was a revelation. Yeah. That just came. Two things. First, can I talk to mom for a moment? Because she made the classic mother mistake, which is focusing on what you don't want. I don't want the streets to get him. I don't want the drugs to get him. I don't want him to do this. But did you ever affirm to him what you did want for him? I want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to feel strong. You may have said it, but mother, you put the don't want into the energy. And that's the thing that we don't understand as mothers that what you say and how you hold it. Uh, this young man, my son, taught me something very powerful when he was sitting inside the prison. When he said to me, you always told me what I shouldn't do. You never told me what I could do. He said, you always told me what to think so that when I thought on my own, you made me wrong for it. He, he said that to me, and I said, well, how can I do better now? And he said, listen and be my friend. I was so afraid he was going to fail till I forgot to affirm his success. Whoa. Hallelujah, wow. So, wow. Beloved, so you, for you, don't try not to be like your father. Give yourself permission to be who you are, to make mistakes, to grow from those mistakes, and find you a man that you can watch. Find a man. Growing up, I, that's what I've always done. Yeah. Um, I've always had, like, one or two teachers that I always just looked up to, um, whether it was in middle school or high school, because I never had that. I never had a, a person, a man in the house to look up to. So... I, I personally, I think it worked out for me because the people I were looking up to were always good role models. Yeah. So um, that within itself, uh, I believe, helped me become the man who I am today. So what I want you to do is turn to your mom and tell her three things that you really appreciate about what she's given you as a mom. Tell her three things. I really appreciate. First and foremost, just the love. Always being there for me. I count that as one by itself. My little brother right here. That's the second thing right here. <laughs> <laughs> My boy right here. <laughs> First thing is, I, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but the fact that we're all here, we're all breathing. Okay. The fact that she nurtured me like you guys Tell said. Tell her that you nurtured me. You nurtured me. You brought me into this world. I'm still here. I'm living. I'm breathing. I'm not in the street. Not in the junk, doing it. And that's all you.
That was sweet. Wasn't it sweet? Yeah, that was sweet. I thought that was pretty cool. It really touched my heart to hear him let his mom know how much he loved her and how much of an impact she's had on him by loving him. And what's most important about what he shared, folks, is that he also told his mom how he felt about her trying to teach him how to be a man. And that's powerful. Only dads can teach boys how to be men and how to be husbands. Or someone and that as a father figure to them. So let's keep that in mind as, as we move forward. But you know what? We don't want to give dads a hard time. We want them to know that they're celebrated, they're loved, and we appreciate them and what they do. You know, not only are there super moms out there, but there are some super dads out there. There are dads out there right now who are fighting for custody of their children. They are dealing with women and their BS, taking them through all kinds of drama to have a relationship with their kids. I mean, ladies, come on, really? Really? It's not about you anymore. It's about the kids. So all those silly games that they play and want the men to jump through hoops to kiss their butt and to kiss up to them just to have a relationship with their kids, come on, come on. You know, I tell you, karma is something else. It comes back on you. You be careful with that because you reap what you sow. But right now, we're going to continue to celebrate these dads and the fathers who are out there fighting and trying to make a difference, to build a relationship with their children. I want you to hear from this gentleman, powerful gentleman, another poet. His name is Princess Powell. He appeared on Arsenio Hall some time ago to deliver a message that he had been sharing on social media about the struggles that he's been having in being a good father. Oh, the brother is deep. Check it out. Check it out. Spoken word champion, Princess Powell. I'm tired of us always having to prove our love to our sons. One of the biggest compliments I get a lot of times is how great of a father I am. You see pictures on the internet. People compliment you a lot because they see photos. And honestly, sometimes I want to tell people, don't tell me I'm a good father when you don't know anything about me. Fun-loving daddy and son pictures on the Facebook page do not equate to instilling values into your child's development. And the fact that I'm black should be irrelevant when it comes to my ability to raise my son. My skin tone should not make me any better or worse when it comes to the paternal instinct. But because fathers like me are apparently extinct, I get extra praise. And for what? For doing what I'm supposed to do. From strangers. Strangers who don't know, when my son was born, I only got him from 12 noon on Saturdays to 5 p.m. on Sundays, went to the court to get more time, came back with 12 noon on Saturdays to 5 p.m. on Sundays, plus child support, fought for a year, had him for a year and a half, if not more, had him 50% of the time, if not more, only to lose him when he started school to summertime and rotating holidays. So when you see me in the streets with my little one and want to say, it's so good seeing the father doing his job, sitting that quality time, don't because I ain't being robbed. Robbed is the greatest gift. Forced to live through pictures on the iPhone to recognize the touch of my lips more than they do my fingertips. And the smell of his lotion every day I rub into my skin. So when I smell myself, I think of him. Forced to live through memories that occur within the span of one week. 
do occasional webcam chats with a child too young to speak back. So when he reaches for you through that camera, all you can say is, son, I miss you too. Or learn, watching your son learn how to ride a bike via Skype at the hands of another man. And even though he is a good man and you are glad he's around, that man is not you. And not letting his mother know that all this is getting to you, so you get up to grab some tissue because at all times, that distance of 3,117.4 miles can feel more like three million. Try dropping your son up at the airport with three teeth in his mouth, go four weeks without him, watch him come back with five and see you don't beat yourself up for not being around during that time, so don't tell me I'm a good father when you don't know anything about me. Try to convince a person that knows nothing about you that you are simply worthy of time. See, thousands of people inspired by your story but still feel that you are getting nowhere. Have people motivated by the pain that sits right here every day inside of your chest and that same pain being a reflection of the amount of love that you possess. I want you to imagine your newborn baby sleep. You're watching them. Try to get his sleep patterns down packed, praying to God you get it right because you have one night and have to go six days until you get him back. Imagine. Being able to fly through this world, doing what you love to do, but because of a court order, your son before the age of one has to fly twice a month, which may mean by the age of two, he'll have more frequent fly miles than you. So I've never spent in a day in your life locked up in prison and still watch your child grow up primarily through photos. Learn about his milestones via text message or Facebook and see if you don't feel numb. So how can I smile when people tell me I'm such a good father when I feel like I'm not giving enough time to actually be one? Raise your son without feeling like you're actually raising him. And I know everything in this world doesn't go the way we plan. I can accept that all that's fine. I just don't understand how a man can be forced to pay half of daycare, half of medical expenses, food, clothes, water, but the same man that laid down to create that child is not automatically given half of the time. Something about that situation is not right. And when I'm done with this poem, I mean this. I don't care if any of you clap. I just want my praise, my kudos, my air, my earth, my water, my drive, my moon, my sun, my baby, my motivation, my son. I just want my chance. I just want my son justice for his power. I want my baby. Thanks. What do you say after a message like that? Father God is what I say. Father, I pray that you bless the home, hearts, and families that are in struggle because of daddy issues. I pray that you mature the hearts and minds of moms playing mindless games and using their children as pawns or property to control the dad. I pray, Father, that you empower the heart of daddies in pain and motivate them to take a step and reunite themselves with their children. I'm praying for those who've lost and longed for fathers that you are healed today. And Father, I'm thankful for the dad you gave me to raise my children. May he rest in peace. And I'm exceptionally thankful, Father, for the blessing of being reunited with my dad. You see, you're never too old to have a relationship with your dad, and it's never too late. Amen, amen, amen. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I know you're listening. You better be. What a show we had today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. 
Check out our website, www.stockwithplay.com. Don't forget to find me on social media. Tell me what you think about the show. Share your comments, views, opinions. It's all that you have to share. I am there to listen. Download the app and take the show with you everywhere. Never miss another opportunity to be connected with Coffee Talk with Story. Your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Have a great weekend, y'all. Happy Father's Day. Love Dad. And all the fathers out there. Happy Talk to you. Make it a great day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.